Haggai 1, 12 through 15. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him. And the people feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the 24th day of the month, in the sixth month, in the second year of Darius the king. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I'm here uh, on day two of Haggai with Courtney Moore. And uh, as we heard uh, yesterday, in the beginning of the book, the people's hearts are for themselves. They do not desire God's presence and um, to please him in that they are deceived and that they think they're doing uh, you know, important things like making houses for themselves, getting settled. It's just not the right time. And yet, and yet God points out, no, um, the temple is the place where I dwell, my glory, and the temple is where you go for forgiveness of your sins. So your neglect actually is an indifference to your, your true problem, uh, which is sin and that you are separated from me. And so it's time. It's time to, to get to work. So uh, what do we see in this, this section? Well, I love what what you just shared there. And I was just thinking about the heart of God, even in in calling them to rebuild the temple, Jennifer, mm-hmm. that he wants to connect, <clears throat> excuse me, that he wants to reconnect with his people. He doesn't yeah. want to stay um, disconnected from them. And just honestly, throughout this whole book, I just kept thinking of uh, a verse in Jeremiah, a repeated phrase that he says, you know, I will be your God and you will be my people, this reciprocal mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we we read in the first 11 verses that the people have not reciprocated. He's he's ready. He's ready to connect with them, forgive their sins and restore this relationship. And they're right. like, no, we're busy doing all this. And now we see in 12 through 15 um, that after he gives Haggai the message, the people actually respond um, and just the way, you know, as as servants of God, we want our people to respond. They respond right. in obedience. They hear the message from Haggai, and their hearts are are turned, and they are ready to obey the voice of the Lord. It says that in verse 12, and then it says, and the people feared the Lord. And so this is um, an amazing response to yeah. to the message of God. I love that, that you just pointed out, too, how much God— loves them and is pursuing, always pursuing his people. Because um, even in the history of Israel, we know that at this time, like you had mentioned, all the stuff going on in, um, in Ezra and just God even using people who did not love him and serve him to get his people back, you know, and turning the heart of King Cyrus. And But then even a contemporary of Haggai is Zechariah. So he was also preaching to the people. So God is... Um, bringing a lot of effort to um, call his people back to himself. So I love that. And then just the evidence of that, like you said, is obedience and fear of the Lord. Right. And I love how um, in verse 13, it really talks about their obedience came from the Lord 
from the Holy Spirit, even in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. It's it's mm-hmm. so, I love to see evidences of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament because we know the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two is when believers, um, when he comes to live within us. But um, I love that the the Trinity has always existed you, from right. the very beginning. And um, right. I love that um, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. It says it three times. Then he stirred up the spirit of Joshua. He stirred up the spirit of all the people. And mm-hmm. that is when they came and began to work on the house of the Lord. And one of my favorite devotional resources, Jennifer, is Paul David Tripp's New Morning Mercies. Yes. And he ha- he said something in there that I have never forgotten. He said, anytime you respond to the Lord in obedience, smile, because it is the grace of God at work in your life. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about how their work came about from this inward motivation. You know, the word of the Lord came you know, that's his word from him. And then the spirit is stirring them up. And I was just thinking about Philippians too. You know, he says, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. Do it. You have to do the work um, because for it is actually God who is at work in you to will and to work. So we do the work just as they did. They began the house to work on the house of the Lord, but it came from that inward push of the Holy Spirit himself igniting something within them to say, this is worth it. He is worth it. This house is worth it. Um, mm. Having that forgiveness of our sin, that restored relationship with Him, it is worth me putting down my agenda and moving forward with what the Lord has actually called us to do. That is so good because this, you know, another thing about this book, it's, it's often used in kind of a, um, like a prosperity gospel way that like, you know, when because there's a lot of talk about cursing and blessing and do this and you'll have my blessing. And if you don't do this, you'll have my curse. And of course that's has a lot to do with the context and the old covenant, but it also, even in this time period, the people received the blessing of God because of his mercy, because of his grace, just like you said, it was his spirit moving among them. It was him coming to them. And even the fact like right here where it says, He says to them, I am with you, declares the Lord, like just constantly repeating Mm -hmm. that, that sweet, sweet good news of the gospel that we've not just been saved from judgment, but that we've been reconciled to him, that he is our God and we are his people. He's not against us. He is with us. He is for us. Um, But yeah, to recognize that's, that's the grace of God. That's his mercy. It's so kind of him to even affirm that I am with you because if they were already feeling like fearful to begin the work again with all this opposition they were facing, you know, he's, it's just, he knows what they need to, to be motivated to begin. And he gives them what they need, his, his own presence and reassurance. No, I am with you. Um, They have his favor. They have his protection. They have all of the resources of who he is right there, like with them, like in that moment, building that with them. Um, I think it's so, so beautiful. And again, it's just a sweetness. I love to see it in the Old Testament, you know? Exactly. And then that it's repeated over and over and over again in the new of how we are to deal with the, you know, the anxieties and the opposition and just the real fear that can crop up and the things that we're doing in our life. It's like Philippians 4. What does he say? Rejoice. The Lord is at hand. Yeah, he is with you. And so you can pray with Thanksgiving and make your requests known to him and then preach the truth to yourself about um, your reality of being in a relationship with a loving, merciful God who made again, like, <laughs> I just love that, like all of this effort thousands years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago was also so that you and I could be sitting here today and know the Lord Jesus. 
You know, yeah, and I kept thinking of, I mean, when you think of, when you told me we were going to be talking through the book of Haggai, I'm like, oh my goodness, where, <laughs> let me, where is Haggai? <laughs> right, right, all, right. I haven't visited these pages in a while. Uh, but I was just reminded of uh, 1 Corinthians 10, you know, where it said that um, all of these things, talking about the Israelites and everything they went through, were actually written as examples for us and for our instruction. Mm. And so it's amazing that it's just like, oh my goodness, this happened in what, 520 BC is our is our context, our setting That's for right. this. Right. And here we are in 2022 talking about it and still gleaning insight. Um, and that was just totally the purpose of, of the Bible um, right. because God is still pursuing us. He is He hasn't left us. And even though we might face opposition in what He's called us to, um, he, he, he wants to be our God and he wants us to reciprocate that and be his people. So it's just such a kindness. I mean, don't you love the Lord? I uh, so love good the Lord. Us. Love the Lord. <laughs> so good to us. That's awesome. Well, um, I think that's a great, great place to end as uh, a good word. And so for Courtney Moore, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.